Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Crochet Circle podcast. I nearly forgot what the podcast was called there. <laughs> that doesn't bode well. Um, this is episode 71. This is my second time of recording episode 71 because I had so many disruptions um, first time round, one of which was the scaffolding being taken down at the front of our house and I thought I could get away with the noise levels and I couldn't. It was just... It's just too noisy. So, hello again. <laughs> let's let's do this with intent. Let's podcast with intent. I hope you're all well. Uh, things are good here. We've had snow. Have you had snow? We had quite a bit of snow. It was that lovely, um, fluffy snow that gives you amazing snowballs. Um, I was trying to get Matthew to come out and have a snow fight with me and he refused and just stood at the uh, French doors at the kitchen and watched me while I pelted the doors <laughs> with um, with snowballs. There was basically a massive snow where his face would have been. I've got quite a good aim. I used to do netball. Got quite a good aim. And when you grow up in a snowy place and <laughs> particularly in primary school, where it snows and you get outside and you can have massive snowball fights with everybody in your class. You learn to get good at throwing a snowball. I'm pretty good at throwing a snowball. And you learn what the right weight is and how to compact it so it's aerodynamic. (laughs) I'm pretty good at it. But he refused to come out and my niece refused to come and have a snowball fight with me too. Um, I sent her a message like, snowball fight? (laughs) There wasn't a response. Um, so yeah we've had a good bit of snow and I took the opportunity to quickly whip out and go and take some nice snowy shots of the design that I've got going which I'll be able to show you later but I think I'm going to use that on the front cover so um, most likely episode 71 front cover is snow and crochet which is a nice combination Um, but I did have to dry the wool off on the radiator when I came back in Um, what else have been going on? I very uncharacteristically feel festive. Does anybody else feel the same way? I am usually quite bar humbug. I'm not a big festive season person. And the only thing I can put it down to, well, two things really. One, last year was just a bit of a damp squib for lots of people, wasn't it? It was just like, Christmas is on, festive season's off, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off. And A lot of people just had a really lonely time of it last year or a very basic pared back version of what they would maybe normally do. And the other factor for us is that uh, this time last year, leading into Christmas, we we just didn't know what was going to happen with our house. Whether we were selling, whether we were moving, the people at the very bottom of our chain were threatening to pull out and just ruin the entire chain. They had a complete like hissy fit over it. And um, this time last year was just really pressured, um, trying to move house. And then over the Christmas period, we were in temporary accommodation. So whilst we like made a jolly old time of it, looking back, I can see uh, now that it was just like a veneer to try and make the best of a really quite crowded situation. Five weeks in temporary accommodation with our poor little cat. Um, and we did all right, but it wasn't it wasn't amazing. And I think all of that 
has just led to me suddenly feeling very festive. Like it's today's the first of December and I'm like, right, when can I put decorations up? And it has been like years since I've felt like this. Um, so yeah, I've got decorations planned and I'm going to make my own front door wreath because my friend chopped back a load of rosemary and I thought, well, I'll, I'll give you another lease of life before, um, before you go to the green waste bin. So yeah, I'm just I've got all these lovely little things planned, and I'm going to try and take some time off in December. I'm going to try and chill out and do loads of crafting. So yeah, that's that's the plan. We'll see how it actually goes. But I hope you've got like a nice festive period ahead of you. And if you had a really cruddy time last year, as so many people did, that you've got some lovely things planned. Obviously, staying within. Uh, the guidelines and trying to be risk averse and not affect other people but um, hopefully hopefully we can have a nicer festive season this this year right would you like to know how many things I haven't been working on <laughs> it's been one of those months and there is one reason for that I have one a gigantic finished object um, and it's knitted and it has just sucked all of my time which is just what happens sometimes sometimes I get loads done and other times just not a lot but this is a design that I've been working on um, I know you know my Stormy Rainbow uh, crochet blanket well I've been working on a knitted version which is in garter stitch and if you're not that familiar with knitting and um, generally if you're working in rows you would knit one side, purl the other side to give you um, stocking stitch or stockingette. But if you knit every single side, then you get this lovely, squidgy, wavy texture in your fabric. But because you're not purling, it condenses it down. So you have to do more rows to get the height that you need. So garter stitch is it uses up quite a bit more yarn to get the size of fabrics that you want. So I've just been working on this for ages and ages and I was feeling a bit bad because, you know, I like to be able to bring things that I've been working on that are crochet to the podcast. But um, then this morning I totted up how many actual stitches I'd done. This has got 520 rows to it and the cast on and the bind off. And I worked out that this is just, this whole blanket is just shy of 115,000 stitches. I mean that is a lot of work and when I totted up the hours it was about 65 hours worth to make it and I've done like the vast majority of this in the last month and it's quite a big blanket so this is what I have been working on and it's going to be called the Scottish Rainbow Blanket because it's all of my colours of Scotland it's the purples and the lovely vibrant pinks and the blues and the teals and the greens and I just I love it so this is going to be launched in the coming couple of weeks and I've got like a lovely narrative behind it around all of the colours and what they mean to me and what Scotland means to me. And I have to say, whilst this has taken forever to make, it really feels like that, I've enjoyed every single stitch and I've enjoyed adding every colour in there because, um, well, it's just made me a little bit homesick, really, if I'm being truthful with you. And I don't mean like homesick for where my parents live I just mean generally homesick for Scotland it's been a while since I was properly up there and um, I 
feeling the need to get back into Scotland and, and do some rambling and just get up there and see the colours again. So this beast of a blanket um, was finally finished. And that really um, meant that I didn't have a lot of crafting time for other things, personal or work, because this just had to be done to deadline. And one of the reasons for that is that <clears throat> although I've done it in the Rivernet's minis, you could very easily do it with a set of um, Advent. So it will take 12, 20 grams um, mini skeins to make the blanket and three 100 gram skeins, same as the crocheted one. So I've been trying to rush this out to make sure that if anybody needed an Advent blanket, then it's there for them to choose from. So, done. Done, done, done. Finally. Um, which brings me rather rapidly on to um, En Route. And I have one that I have managed to put a little bit of work into. And one which is a future make that I want to talk to you about. So last month I mentioned that I was going to be working on the Cloud Crop Top by Evolve Crochet. And I think I'd only li literally put my starting chain in last month and that was it. It's a nice cropped um, long sleeve jumper, crocheted using two different stitches up and down the rows. The rows are then used vertically in the jumper. It's got a lovely, quite wide um, neck on it, which is doubled over, so it's nice and chunky. I think um, she does the same on the wrists. And I'm going to add a band around the waist as well, just to finish it off a little bit more. All of those might knit so that I can um, do more of the work on how to um, knit into a crochet for ribbing. And I was kind of beating myself up saying, well, you haven't done much on it, but I've done a little bit. I've maybe got about 15 centimetres of my panel done, um, which will go from my shoulder just underneath my bust and then if I add the rib on as well. I think I rather uh, stupidly said last month, oh I'll have this done for this month. <laughs> nope, no, no I won't because, well because blanket, because Scottish rainbow blanket. So I'm hoping to get a load of time into this in the coming month. I'm not going to sign up and say I'll be wearing it in the January podcast because that would be <laughs> if I've got it, bonus. If I haven't, I'll stop working on it. And the time it will take is the time it will take. Now, the yarn that I'm using is from Woolly Knit and I'm holding it double-stranded. Um, that gives me quite a light DK. And obviously I've fiddled with the pattern, so I'm using a 5mm hook. And I think I'm making the biggest size that she's got in the pattern because I'm creating... Uh, slightly denser fabric than I would have otherwise got but the fabric I've got is the fabric that I've wanted so I've then played about with the numbers and I like um, what I'm getting out it's not overly dense it's still got some drape to it but it's not really holy so that's that's what I wanted um, I do like the way that the stitch pattern is creating um, a really nice texture with the V's because of the stitches that have been used. Obviously, I can't give more away on that because it's a bought pattern. All those are linked. The wool and the um, pattern are linked in the show notes. And this wool is British wool and it was £16 for the comb. 
So if you're looking to try out some British wool, um, I would point you towards Woolly Knits because um, they have a really nice range and it is spun in, I want to say Lancashire. I don't think it's Yorkshire, but it's Diggle, which I think is Lancashire. Um, and I love the rusty brown colour that I'm working on. It's like, um, it's a cinnamon colour. It's lovely. So more time to be put into that in the coming weeks. I'm ho- I'm really hoping to take some time out over the festive period and just chill and do some crafts. I'm hoping that Matthew can take some time out too and that we can uh, like take in some nice walks and just, I can... I just want to sit and craft. I just want to have a cat on my lap, the log fire burning, and I want to sit and do what I want to do rather than what I have to do. My life, I know for so many of us, life is just full of things that you have to do. And sometimes you just want to do what you want to do. That's what I would love for my festive period. So I'll be putting some more time into that. That is coming. And the other one, I can't show you because I just ordered the stuff online last night, but during our global hookup last month, yeah, it's last month because it's December, um, Roxanne, who lives in Canada, showed off some crocheted um, things that she'd done in wire. I was like, ooh. And um, she, she was quite specific about what she thought worked for it and she uses a 28 gauge wire for it and you can get this in craft supply shops and she uses a metal hook and she says it like you can bend the wire um a fair bit it's easy to work with at that gauge and you can kind of manipulate it a little bit once you've finished the piece off um so i've ordered some copper obviously, um, some copper 28 gauge wire and I'm going to have a go this weekend with um, crushing up some wire stars to use as part of my decoration and maybe in the Christmas wreath for the front door. So I'm going to, I can't show you them yet because I'm waiting for the stuff to arrive but I am hoping to be able to show you that off on Instagram and show you what patterns I'm using and how easy it is. But from what Roxanne said, it's a really quick and easy thing to do. So more on that, hopefully on Instagram, or I'll show it off on Mighty Networks as well when I've made myself a little wired crocheted something. But I really like the idea of using a different medium for crochet. I love mixed media projects. And I love the idea of stepping away from yarn to be able to make something with uh, crochet. So I'll I'll show you my progress and how I got on with that. The other thing that Roxanne had been doing was adding beads to it as well. So you could um, slip beads over your 28 gauge wire and then introduce that as part of your project too, which I thought was quite a nice, interesting idea. And she also said that gold tends to work better than silver in terms of showing off the pattern. It's not that... Um, gold wire is more flexible than silver. I mean, the gauge is the gauge. But she said the effect of the colours is quite different. <laughs> I'm laughing because today has just been one of those days where the door... That's, I think, the fourth time there's been a knock at the door today. <laughs> I should have recorded yesterday, but oh, I had to go and do other things yesterday. Right, no more interruptions. There will be no more interruptions. 
And apologies, it's just gone a little bit dark. That's because it is chucking it down with rain outside. Um, I could put the lights on. Poop the lights on? I could pop the lights on. I don't know how you would poop the lights on. Yeah, I don't even really want to think about that. I could pop the lights on, <laughs> but uh, they're quite yellow and I, it just will give you a false reading for the colour. So hopefully you can see me. Um, so I'm going to move on to designs in progress because I have a new design that I've been working on and oh what a light relief this is from the, the Scottish rainbow blanket because I started this design on Monday night and I've already nearly finished one of the four panels for this blanket. This is the glory of crochet. Crochet just works up so quickly. I love it. And um, also it's an add-in worsted weight yarn that I'm working with, which, as I said last month, thick is quick. And it really is. I just, I'm going to have this blanket done in no time whatsoever. So the panel that I have um, worked up so far has got four colours in it. It's going to have a fifth colour added to it shortly. Um, it's made from John Arban Textiles Harvest Hues and the main colour is this glorious tealy blue colour which is called Blue Spruce. And then I'm adding in all the autumn through to winter colours. So it's got four contrast colours starting with one which is called Flax which is the colour of flax as in the plant that you get linen from and that is a light um, mustard brown colour. And then the next contrast colour that I've added in is called, what are you called? Bracken, it's called Bracken. And that is unbelievably the colour of Bracken when it started to turn in the autumn, which is an orangey mustard colour. And then the next one that I've added in is um, a proper rusty orange colour, quite a bit of um, reddishy brown in there, like a fox, proper fox colour. And that one is called Russet. So they're already in the panel mixed in with the um, the main colour that I have got. And the next one to be added is this gorgeous um, red, berry red colour, quite a maroony red, which is called pomegranate. And it is, oh, what a surprise, the colour of pomegranates. So those four colours together, along with the blue spruce, in my mind, give me this lovely fade up which looked like an autumn palette moving into like the red berries of winter. My hawthorn berries out the front turned to this colour. And so the blanket has been called the fall into winter blanket because I just wanted to represent those lovely seasons when you want to hunker down and sit in front of a fire with your crochet hook with a blanket on you. And that's what I've done. The stitch that I'm using is, I call it linen stitch, but you will also see it referred to as tweed stitch, moss stitch and granite stitch. I don't know why it's got so many names, but they seem to all be interchangeable. Um, the knitted one is called linen stitch and I've never heard it refer to anything else. So I don't know whether the linen stitch has transferred over from um, the knitting terminology, but it did all already have three other names if that was the case. Um, I love this stitch and it's particularly great if you're crocheting um, contrast colour stripes into it. And um, 
Yeah, so this is one of four panels which will then be stitched together and then it will have a border added to it, possibly some tassels, we will see. I'll see how it all looks um, when it's been joined together into a lap blanket. But I'm really loving the effect of the contrast stripes and um, just linen stitch is so lovely. Because it's essentially... Um, a double crochet and then a chain, double crochet, chain in UK terminology. And then on the next row, you're doing a double crochet into the chain space that you've created. And then um, chain one creates your next chain space, skip one for the next row up. <coughs> Which means that your stitches kind of sit down into the next row. And when you add a contrast colour in it, it makes the stitches very obvious and the V of a double crochet very obvious. It's nice to work into as well because it's clear where your every single stitch is going into, especially when you're doing it in a worsted weight yarn. And I like the flattened fabric that you get with this stitch, and it's not really holy like some other crochet stitches are. So, if you're looking for a new stitch and you haven't tried this one before, I don't think you'll be disappointed. It's so beautiful to make up. And I like the fact that you get quite a, it's quite a thin fabric, but it's not really holy, so it's warm for a blanket as well. It's like fit for purpose for that. Um, and yeah, you get a nice texture and your colour stripes look really good in it. So a couple of months back I talked about um, how you can hold strands together to get different thick, uh, thicknesses of weight. And the one that the yarn that I'm using for this wool is um, an Aran worsted and it's 200 metres per 100 grams, which is about 219 yards. So if you had scraps of four ply yarn at 400 metres um, per 100 grams and you held two of those strands together, you would have the perfect weight to be able to make this blanket. So um, a blanket like this doesn't have to be made with a worsted weight. You can just hold two four plies together to be able to make it, which also makes it a great stash buster, which is one of the reasons for pulling this blanket together. Um, it could also potentially work for uh, advent yarns. But I don't know many people that do Aran advent calendars for yarn. They're so huge these days, aren't they? Has anybody got one? I haven't got one this year. My friend Beck usually gets one. Um, I don't have one and I'm just like, let me know. If you've got one, who's it from and have you started opening it? Did you start opening it today, which is the 1st of December? Are you excited? Are you loving the colours? Let me know who your favourite Advent yarn people are because it might be a future next year purchase. We shall see. Um, yeah, let me know who your favourites are. So that is the fall into winter blanket, which I'm hoping will be out definitely in the winter because there's no point in releasing this in July, but potentially kind of end of December, beginning of January for this getting its grand debut release. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm loving working on this because it's speedy, because it's in lovely wool. It's... Um, 65% merino and 35% Svartblaze. So it smells really sheepy because I think Svartblaze is the sheepiest sheep you can get. And I love the depth of colours that the Svartblaze brings. The merino is a very pale coloured fibre 
and this fireplace is really dark and so when you blend those two together you get this lovely heathered effect and you get a depth of colour that isn't solid so it doesn't just look like one colour you can tell that it has some real depth in it and uh, yeah I'm, I'm very excited to get cracking with this as you can tell because if this if I've got this far after just Monday night um, then in no time at all I will have a finished blanket so that is my only real design in progress for you this month but needless to say I am flying through designs and ideas and concepts I think because I'm no longer doing the yarn shows it's allowed a whole load of extra brain space that I didn't previously have for that it was occupied with preparation and takedown and yarn shows and stock levels um, and it's really um, like interesting to have brain space to think about more designs so step that business decision is definitely working for me I've never got through so many designs um, in the last five years so it was a good decision right Let's put away the very, very winter loveliness that is the fall into winter blanket. Stop sniffing it, put it away. <laughs> right. Let's move on to feeding the habit. There's um there's a fair old bit of yarn here and um some of it is very definitely design yarn and some of it was given to me and some of it was just like I wanted <laughs> and so that's what I did it's been um it's been a full-on few weeks like I don't I don't feel like I've rested and what happens then is I'm like right I deserve a treat and it usually comes through the door in yarn form so let me show you my treat yarn first Jess at Olan who is based um over in Ireland in a place called Cavan was having a little sale and um there are two things. So she hand dyes yarn that she buys in. And that's what my first three skeins are. But she also has a Millie Mill. I introduced you to her Millie Mill wool a few podcasts back after I'd been at Yarn Deal. So she was doing like a mega deal. I think it was something like 30 or 38 euros for three skeins. And they were uh, um, like, it was a mystery bag. So you just, you didn't know what you were going to get. However, what she gave me was just like spot on for me. So I bought that and that was three skeins and they are all four ply, quite a light four ply, 425 metres per 100 grams. Skein one is a very light grey bordering on white and that is called Yang. Skein number two is a one of a kind and like crafting terminology, if you're new to crafting, there must be so many like sayings and abbreviations to try and learn quickly because we all use them on Instagram and in places all the time. So if you ever see O-O-A-K, that means one of a kind. That's what it is. Um, and so the one that I'm holding up, which is a chestnutty brown going into rust, is a one of a kind colour. So it doesn't have a name, but it is so my colour. And then the third one is mustard and it's beautiful mustard and I love it it's called crop and it is like that proper crop colour of wheat or barley or 
something like that. And it has speckles are the same pretty much as the one-of-a-kind colour in the chestnut brown. So I really feel like these two need to go together and be something because they pair very nicely. I have this new colour uh, that I have created called Rustard, um, which I just love. It's this idea of a rust that is also really mustardy. It's like my new favourite colour. Um, so maybe I need to find a roster to go in between these two uh, beauties. So they came through the post from Olan, but the other thing that Jess was doing was some mini skeins from her mini mill. So um, I have four of those, which are 100% merino, and they're spun in Ireland, and they are 20 gram skeins, 80 metres, and they are a dark, um, dark pink bordering on maroon, a proper lovely light peachy pink. I've got a thing going on with peachy pinks at the moment, you'll see in a minute. Uh, fawn, which is kind of edding on the side of peachy as well, and a teal, like teal teal, it's lovely. I'm holding it up and it's really similar to some of the colours in our kitchen. As I hold it up and look over to the kitchen, I'm like, oh, you're my colour. I love you. And they go really nicely together. But I also know that um, the peachy pink and the teal will go beautifully with the two skeins of blue that I bought from Jess at Yarndale as well. So they came in and there was a fifth mini skein which I don't think is spun in their mill because the twist is different and I think it's the same twist as their other sock yarn um, so again it's not um, it's dyed by them and it's in a very deep brown colour almost like a licorice brown colour it's got that kind of hint of warmth to it um, I find mini skeins to be really handy because they're great for adding borders to things um, like as a contrast on socks, as a contrast on shawls. I also just like to stroke them and pet them. Like I really love a mini skein um, and they're quick to wind up. I like that about them too. Um, so yeah, you'll never see me uh, without mini skeins coming into the house because I use them a lot and I, I really enjoy working with them. So that was the incoming for me stuff that isn't destined for a design that was just like a little treaty yarn and then I also got a treat from my friend Beck, she of Rosemary Wreath fame um, she gets every year a club box from West Greenloft Yarns and they do really lovely colours like again quite subtle and every year their Christmas box, I think has got like a mug in it. It's like a, rather than being a Christmas box, it's like a cosy winter box. That's that's what they do. And Bex had it for the last couple of years. And she got me an extra skein of what the winter colour is this year. So again, it's 425 metres for the 100 grams. The main skein is um, light pinks with little kind of berry crush sprinkles on it. But there are also hints of mustard in there when you open the skein up, and but a very light mustard, and therefore the accompanying mini skein, because she kind of bases this on it being socks, uh, sock set, 
So the mini skein to go with it is in that light dusted mustard colour. So they go really nicely together. Um, I think this is going to be a pair of little Christmas socks for me. Little Christmas cast on socks treat. Um, maybe New Year's because Becca's coming over for New Year's Day. We're going to have a carpet picnic, like all day long carpet picnic. And the three of us have agreed that what we're going to do is watch the extended versions of Lord of the Rings. That's our day. We're staying in pyjamas. She'll come over for New Year's Eve. Staying in our pyjamas all day. Carpet picnic. And about, I don't know, each Lord of the Rings is about three and a half hours, the extended version. Yes, we've got somewhere between 10 and 12 hours of Lord of the Rings to do. That is our New Year's Day. That's uh, that's all that's all we're gonna do, and maybe have some fizz as well and mince pies. <laughs> Lovely. Um, so yeah, that was a nice little pressy from Beck. So possible New Year's Day, uh, Lord of the Rings fest cast on because I can knit a pair of socks in a day. Um, for for me, it takes me about mm, 13, 14 hours to knit a pair of socks. Oh, see how my brain does it. I've just gone. Oh, competition with yourself. You have to knit a pair of socks on New Year's Day. Stop it. <sighs> My ridiculous brain. Or I can just enjoy eating and watching Lord of the Rings. Right. Some more yarn that has come in, which is four designs. Oh, this is so lovely. Again, little peachy pink kick that I'm on. This is from the lovely Claire at uh, Mr and Mrs Rabbit Hand Dyed Yarn. She's based in the UK. And this is a high twist sock base, which I really like. It's um, merino sock yarn and with nylon, and it's slightly plumper and thicker. It's 365 metres per 100 grams. And it is lovely, soft, warm, um, light pink colour with little blips of almost like chlorophyllic greens and yellows in there. Um, Claire does a really lovely job of dyeing. She always uses photographs, uh, quite often like vintage style photographs and drawings and illustrations to show the colourways that um, she's pulling together. She's got a lovely feed if you um, if you don't already follow her, Mr and Mrs Rabbit, and she's just like a lovely human being. Um, so I bought that skein and then she had some minis in the same base. And obviously I had to buy all of the minis um, because what I actually wanted was this one colour, which is a dusky purpley pink to go as the contrast with the main skein. Um, and these are going to become the pattern version of the Fussy Fox socks. So they go beautifully together. Um, and then I obviously have four more minis. I told you I love a mini. And these are quite bright. There's like a luminous orangey pink in there, a coral colour, quite a bright um, warm parma violet colour and quite a bright mid pink in there as well. So they will just make their way into my little mini skein container, which I just dip into every now and then when I need to match something up for socks or a shawl or a blanket. So they will just hit the container um, but the other mini skein and the main skein will become the design which I will be working on over the festive period as well. Apparently. 
So my brain tells me. My brain tells me that's what I'm doing. So let me just tuck you in there so I can keep you together. <clears throat> what happens is um, I keep my design yarns separate. They stay down here. So I've got this constant like line-up of yarns I know the, the next project. So I probably have about five projects worth sitting downstairs because I work from down here and then I just finish one, take all the odds and sods back upstairs and then I know I've got my next one down here ready to crack on with. So these can go straight into the designer yarn cupboard um, ready for a couple of weeks time. It's really gone dark, I'm sorry, and you might be able to hear the pitter-patter of the rain um, because I think it's just set in for the day, so I'm going to have to just record and um, put up with it, basically. The final yarn that came in is a yarn that I've never used before, and I know crocheters across the land absolutely adore it, but for some reason I have just never worked with it, and it is Chapier's um, Stone Washed. I have it on good authority. While we're talking about the way that you pronounce things and what things mean, I have it on good authority that it's not sheep jazz, it's not sheepy jazz, it's not ship jazz, it's shap yes. So the J is a Y, and rather than sheep, it's more like shap, like sheep. Shap yes is um, how you pronounce it, apparently. So the one that I'm, I'm looking to work with is the stonewashed one. And I've chosen this in particular because it has the colour that runs through it and then it's also almost like mottled with a base colour of a creamy white. When you work this up in crochet, it just looks gorgeous. All of the colours flow together and it doesn't matter what colours you choose, they just look really good together. So I'm working on another blanket, which is going to be a long-term thing. You will not hear me talk about these colours and this yarn again probably for about another 10 months because this blanket is a long-term design. Um, but I needed something where all of the colours would, bl would blend, where um, the colours could be bought in smaller pack sizes. So these come in, um, I think they're 50 grams, fairly sure they are, and it's a sport weight yarn. And it's 78% cotton and 22% acrylic. So I also wanted something that was warm, that had an affordable price tag, because this is going to be quite a big blanket, that was available worldwide. And I didn't want something that was 100% cotton, because I find cotton that is 100% quite hard on my hands. And I suspect that the acrylic element in the stonewashed from Chapier's makes it a lot softer to work with and makes it um, a warmer blanket as well. So, quite a few colours of that have arrived. Um, I won't go through them all because I don't yet know which ones I'm going to use in the design. That's why I got a little array of them all because I wanted to work out what would work best for the design. But I will probably do a little review on the stonewashed and um, for those of you that haven't used it either I will let you know what I think of it because like I say I tend to shy away from cotton because I don't like the feel of it in my hands I want something that's a bit softer I also find that with cotton when I'm crocheting with it I kind of have to do more there's a stiffness to it and I kind of have to do more 
wrist movements with it so it can become painful whereas this is a lot more pliable and I just don't think I'm going to have those issues with it so this might be a good cotton substitute for me looking forward to it anyway um, that's it for Uncoming that was quite a lot but um, there's a lot of design happening and hopefully what you can see because I'm like I'm well aware that the amount of yarn that comes into this house to some might feel like it's um, too much but you can also see that the yarns that are coming in are pretty much been worked up very quickly into designs um, that I've got this really good system working now whereby I'm, I'm actually getting through design work which is quite nice um, so yeah and also as I've said it before not that I feel the need to justify myself to you I this is what I spend my money on. It gives me so much pleasure, like deep, deep pleasure from wool and yarn. And this is what I spend my time doing. And um, I'm not sorry for that. Don't get my nails done. I get my hair cut very rarely, <laughs> as you can see. Um, yeah, this is what I spend my money on and I really love it. Um, I should also tell you what it is I'm wearing today because... It's uh, it's definitely crochet weather out here at the moment and I am wearing my Blurred Line sweater from Diane at Day Designs. I haven't worn this for a while and I brought it out of the wardrobe last week. I wore it that day and thought, this, this is a good one to podcast in. It's lovely and warm. I crocheted it up in... Um, wool from Beard and Sheep's Clothing, which I think was a mix of... Blueface Leicester and mohair. I love it. It's so warm and it has this lovely ever so slight sheen to it as well. And with a little lovely um, kind of custom dye that Bernie at Bearing Shapes Clothing did for um, for the bit in the middle, for the stripes. Very warm. Love wearing it. It's going to stay out all winter now. It's, it's one of my little winter things. So one of the things that I would like to do also is show off more often what it is that I'm wearing in crochet because I wear it a lot I just don't necessarily take to Instagram to show what I'm wearing and how I'm wearing it so I have a general intention to show off my makes a little bit more and um, the brands behind them like who the dyers are who the yarns are and um, the fact that I actually wear my makes on an almost daily basis um, so yeah, I'll be showing that off. Maybe we need like a hashtag of crochet I'm wearing or something. Today's crochet, something like that. I'll have a think about that. Start a new crochet revolution on Instagram. Um, I think that's it for all the woolly woolly goodness. Other than to take you through a couple of quick news beats. I'm kind of I'm kind of hugging the Shapiers yarn as I tell you this. Um, the global hookups this month is this month because it's the 1st of December are going to be on the 18th and 19th of December so the Saturday one the 18th is on at 8pm and the Sunday morning one on the 19th is on at 9am it'll be lovely to see you there it's the last one of 2021 however point number two for quick news beats is that um, I was asked whether we're going to do another quiz, a festive quiz this year, 
and we want to do it on Thursday the 30th of um, December at 8pm. So I will have details in um, the show notes for you to sign up and I'll pop it up on um, Mighty Networks and on social media as well. Last year Matthew did it, this year I'm going to do it and I'm going to make it even woollier. So get ready to be signed up for the Wooly Wooly um, quiz over 2021. Um, I will of course make sure that it is suitable for our international folks that are going to join um, so it won't be Brit-centric, it will be appropriate for um, no matter where you are in the world. Right, I think, I think, I think we are done. Lovely to spend some time with you. Here is to putting our feet up a little bit over the festive period, enjoying the old mince pie or two, and um, getting some time crafting and just relaxing. That's certainly what I would like to get out of the kind of the festive period. Um, some of that log fire, cat and crochet action that I was talking about would just be uh, delightful. It's been quite a full on year this year. That said, I am very driven about what I want from 2022. My brain's been thinking about it over the last few weeks and really has started kicking up a notch on what I would like next year to look like. I know that um, lots of people hate the amount of talk that there is around goal setting um, going into the new year and they, they find it to be an arbitrary date. I don't, I'm actually the complete opposite. I love it, I love the, um, the time and the space to think about what it is that I want out of life. I find it really helpful and it gives me something to review and something to look forward to and I, I actually really enjoy it. I think that might be a hang up from having worked for councils and in the corporate world because that's the expectation and I think it's just stayed with me but it's also how my brain works so I'm looking forward to just having a little think about what 2022 um, could hold for me and what I could manifest from my ideas and targets and um, goals for next year so I'll be doing a little bit of that as well um, too. Right lovelies very nice to spend some time with you. I shall scoot now because obviously I've got to go and edit this in record speed. Um, yeah, I will see you on the other side of the editing. Bye bye!